Hi, thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. Paula and I talk about our vicious towel fights in our childhood, along with Charlie horses during sex, a little celeb talk, and some really funny, ugly, and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. I'm not your mom right now. I'm your dad's slut. Get out. Paula. Ah, ah. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 337. Okay, so the other night, I don't even know what behooved me to do it, but I think Daryl gave me a look or something, and I had a dish rag in my hand, and he was saying something smart-ass, and so I towel-whipped him in the knee. Ow. It wasn't, we weren't, we were playing. It wasn't like we were truly in a fight, but I towel whipped him in the knee. And I mean, the towel wasn't even wet or anything. It was dry. You have to be careful who you do that to because sometimes (laughs) they're better at it than you are. Okay. So Paula, this, this opened up a whole world of discussion because I had completely put away my memories of our towel fights. And so, I mean, they were vicious, vicious, and it went on for like our entire childhood. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like a phase. It went on for for years, years. We had these vicious towel fights and I and I started to laugh. He goes, there's going to be a mark on my knee from that. And I said, it was a dry, thin dish towel. If you really want to go. I'll go get the beach towel because it's like a it's like a truly like a whip. It's huge. No, you just need the 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 you need the hand <laughs> towel. That's what it is. Yes. And of course, you know, dad would start it out as a game, but he could turn anything into abuse. And so <laughs> that's not even funny, but it's we, true. We'd all come out with welts and, you know, well, bruises. what happened is we started retaliating. And trying to you, you have to be careful because, yes, he he was he was obviously stronger and had been doing it a lot longer than the rest of us. But taking him out of it, I recall the four of us, mm-hmm. someone starting it. It was usually Stephanie <laughs> who would start it. And she honestly not that good at it. No, she was a fool for doing it. But she would always she'd always take the weakest link out. Allison. And then she went, hey, ow! And so ultimately it would get, it would rile the troops and all of a sudden it was the four of us. And Mm -hmm. of course, because you were the small one, it didn't take much to to take you out of the race. I usually tried to uh, snap the wall just to see if I could do it before I, before I entered the ring. (laughs) Yeah, you do some practice whips. But usually my towels fell apart, you know, like the. Yeah, somehow you got the one that had like rips in it. The one, that one white towel that was all ripped to shreds. And I don't know why we still had it. Because I think there was always a good towel that everybody wanted. The good towel, right. It was, I believe it was green. But from what I recall is we'd start wetting the ends Uh and we'd get really into it. Mm -hmm. And I do recall I doubled down and got a regular sized towel and wet the whole end. And, and I, of course, chose my prey, Allison. (laughs) And I whipped her in the back of the thigh so hard that it left a triangle welt on her leg and I got in trouble. And that's when mom stepped in and said, oh, you want to go? You want to go? <laughs> she grabbed a dish towel and she did like flea flicker, like pew, 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 yeah, over she was over really again. good. She was very good at it. Very good. I'm like, hey, hey, 
And she's like, get your, she goes, you're lucky you have jeans on, Jamie Lynn. <laughs> and she just whipped the shit out of me. That's true. Well, we forget she had eight brothers and sisters. So Yes, she had a, she had copious amounts of enemies growing up. And she was the youngest or one oh, of the God. youngest. I was laughing because I said, I recall t- doing, you know, just taking that towel and whipping the shit out of her. And I'm sure it was Allison, if not Stephanie. And I remember getting in so much trouble. And it was just like, oh, you you want to hurt people? Yep. <laughs> Are we not having fun anymore? You know. No, it always seems. <laughs> our idea of fun was, you know, extremely Harming. demented. It so. was demented. It's true. It still is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was fun What for the few, first few minutes. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I do recall running around and having a good time being on, you know, the top of couches and leaping off and flinging and whipping each other. And I definitely got my share of it, too, by the way. Someone always got a good lucky shot. Who got who got whipped in the snatch? Someone got it It right in the crotch. No, it wasn't me. me. Probably was Stephanie or Allison. I think it was Stephanie. I just remember someone just whip it, whip a tail right in between the legs. Luckily, they had jeans on. It wasn't like we were running around in our underwear. So yeah, really, those times were fun to me, though. I just think they and someone was dumb enough to whip mom in the ass. I'm sure it was Stephanie, but it was just those <laughs> those times were fun. What she was thinking? She was mental. She wasn't sure. thinking at all. Was she, she on, was she on drugs yet or no? <laughs> no, that was pre-drug use. That was <laughs> that was pre when we were all just high on life. Playing Lord of the Flies when mom was at work. <laughs> oh my god, right? Stay-at-home moms, you're you, you get to you get to watch it all happen, but when you're a latchkey kid, Oh boy. Are latchkey kids, do those even exist anymore? Do kids even? Um, it seems like it's not as often. I don't hear about it as often. And it's either moms and dads are afraid to tell people their kids are home alone, or it's just they create situations in which they're not unsupervised. Well, I don't know many people that have larger families anymore. I mean, that is it's true. starting to happen more where people are starting to have like three and four kids. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, it's just twos or one. So right. you can't get into right. too much trouble that way. Not really. And now they have Fortnite to keep them company. Yeah, so really. That's true. <clears throat> they don't really need it as much. Uh, they don't they don't. You know, they don't get to experience towel fights and... Uh, they don't have to use their imagination. <laughs> wedgies. I was thinking about all the shit we used to do to each other. We used to give each other wedgies. Oh, God. Um, the towel fights. Mm-hmm. We used to sabotage food. It's like, how... Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> it's like, this is what happens when kids are in an unstructured environment for more than an hour alone. You think so? Because... We've talked to other people, and I don't really remember anybody else doing those kinds of things. I have to tell you that my my kids are shocked, just like yours. They're shocked and awe when they when I tell them the things we used to do to each other. I was telling Olivia all these things she should tell a bully at this morning, and she's like, "Mom, she's like, it was just a commercial on bullying." Because I got all riled up, you know. Yes, but yes. I know you're not allowed to. Apparently, you're not allowed to stand up for yourself anymore when a, when you're getting bullied. You're not supposed to say, "I'm going to kick your fucking ass." I'm going to punch you in the bullshit. throat. I'm just like, just oh my punch God. him in the face. And Libby's like, "Mom, my punches aren't that hard." Well, that's true. Then she needs to use a weapon. And I said, she "Then tell them their parents don't love them, and then that's probably why they are the way they are." You it's know? like you are the way you are because your parents don't love you and you're poor. 
do they beat you when you get home is that why you have to act out yeah. I punched a girl in the neck once. <laughs> I missed her face, but I got her in the neck, so it worked. I got suspended, but my dad was dad was proud of me. Of so. course, <laughs> he's like, "You're not in trouble," and he took me to McDonald's. <laughs> I know, dad's proud of any acts of violence. It's true. He's like, "Ah, oh, that's my girl." <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a kid and both of our parents teaching us how to win a fight. I know. They're like, if you're if if anyone's throwing a punch, make sure it's you. You're the first punch and make sure it's the last punch. Right. And it's right in the nose. Yes. Punch him, punch him right in the nose and follow through. Do not stop. Push mm-hmm. all the way through. And and then, of course, mom was like, oh, no, dad was the one. He's like, you got to punch him in the nuts. You have to kick him in the nuts. It's the only way to get away. Well, girls don't have nuts. Uh, true. That's why you punch him in the face oh, okay. and follow through. By the way, you go all the way through. You don't stop when you hit the face. You keep going. Yeah. Like you're punching paper. Down, right. Mm-hmm. And then with boys, you kick him in the nuts. He's like, don't be afraid to kick him in the nuts. Yeah. I know because yeah. everyone has this whole fight fair and they're and no. I think our parents just said fight dirty. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the only way to win. Bite, scratch, do whatever you have to do. Spit. <laughs> Which, and by the way, we use that on each other. Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) So often. Oh, my God. And now our kids are so, like, refined and mannered. I don't (laughs) even think I've seen my children get violent with each other. We're, we were wildlings and they were just, and now we've, well, you know what, though, in, in some aspects, I am kind of glad. I don't want a violent household. No. You know? I guess not. I just... No. You know, like sometimes, you know, Olivia will slap Ryan, like, mm. but she says it's on accident. But I mean, not not, not slap him <laughs> in the face or anything like that. Like but, in the back or something? Or like on the arm or something and Ryan sit there and hold his arm and be like, Mom, <laughs> she oh, just God. hit me, <laughs> you know? God, wait till Ryan gets, hopefully he'll never, ever encounter a fight. I mean, you don't want your kids to you encounter any violence especially when you're not there or he's not really afraid but he shouldn't I, be he's huge but he's, he's a gargantuan he's so likable i just don't see anybody yeah. you know wanting to fight him and i so. like that i like you know it's funny when you see like on tv they do it all the time it's like if you want to trade cuffs i'll trade cuffs and you can tell they've never ever had to hit another human being in their life usually two little boys when they start fighting they just start slapping each other and they both start crying uh you know what absolutely true uh when tyler was six his best friend in the world chad they they were inseparable Mm -hmm. inseparable for years and even when he moved away Mm -hmm. they they saw each other every weekend and so it was the first time that they got into a scuff and i don't even remember what it was about i think it was about music they were they wanted to decide who was going to listen to what and uh, Chad was getting into the heavier of metals at six, and oh. Tyler was still Tyler was still into Lincoln Park. Okay, and so they were arguing about something, and then all of a sudden, it happened so fast. And I was just sitting on the couch, like probably folding laundry or something. I turn, I see these two little puppies rolling around on the floor, like slapping, punching, but they were all like in the fetal position, like like they look like a yin and a yang together, <laughs> yes. fighting. And I'm like, hey, what what what's going on? And they're like. Ah! And then they separated and they started crying. And Chad's like, I'm going home. (laughs) And he got on his bike. He got on his bike and went home. And it took, I think, three hours. And I had to take him over. And they made up. And it was so cute. And I said, this is how boys, this is how you do it, right? Right. you, You get it all out. And then you're tired. And you apologize. And you're friends again. Right. Where girls will torture each other for weeks before someone goes, that's it. That's enough. 
get over it. I will never get over it. Right. We'll be friends again, but I'll never forget this. I will never forgive you for this, but I will be your friend again. And then you hold it against them for It's amazing that any women have friends longer than a few weeks. I don't really. have any friends. I mean, I have Me I have some at a distance. But I'm your friend. You're my sister. That's... A, you know what I mean. Cold. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I know. But you know what? When you have, that's the really good thing, actually. I mean, it's the one, one of the good things about having a bunch of kids is they're all each other's best friends for the most part. Hopefully, you can you can like more than the other. I mean, especially if a lot. But ultimately, you have built-in playmates, built-in gang. If you if you get in trouble, we're all mm-hmm. we're all going to come running. I I mean, I even know this to this day. You know, I mean, if any, if shit gets real, I know three people who will be there yep. within an hour. That's true. So that's the good part. Uh, that part, towel fights, <laughs> stuff right. like that. We'll be shown up with our towels. It's like, <laughs> who, who fucked with you? <laughs> but on a, a, so second note that I wanted to ask you about, which I thought was hilarious is I was reading, you know, Gary Shandling passed away some time ago. Oh, he did? But Yes, oh, he did. Okay. He had, I believe he had a heart attack. Or Sometimes I he forget died of, certain celebrities died. So many people die now. But I just, all the people that we really liked when we were kids, they all are our parents' age and they're passing away. And I think that's young, by the way. Okay, you know who, a, who died that I'm, I actually am glad because she used to scare the shit out of me? Carol Channing. Carol Channing. Do you know you are not alone that there are a lot of people who are afraid of her? She kids? frightened me. <laughs> she had a weird mouth and, and she, she had a weird to... sound and <laughs> yeah I can't even do it I didn't yeah. even know why she was famous Broadway apparently oh. I read that yes um that, I wasn't a big fan of hers either that is be, a about, big sigh of relief <laughs> the nightmare's over you all Oh. Finally, the 97-year reign has ended. I don't have to worry about her popping up on my TV on some <laughs> telethon, you know, with that big some... white wig or something. Yeah, it's true. So anyway, Gary Shandling died, but his Twitter feed, uh, they whoever, tweets thoughts that he'd had or things that he'd written because he wrote like every day, all day. Oh, uh, really? comedians, Well, comedians do that. They write down all their thoughts and if anything good happens, they turn it into you know, stand up or a joke or whatever. Right. So he he was profoundly talented and very funny. I loved Gary Shanley. Even when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. I remember him being really funny. There they reposted something he had written about. He goes, So this guy died of a heart attack having sex. He's like, I can't even imagine dying of a heart attack during sex. He's like, I ha I get a I get a Charlie horse in the arch of my foot during sex. <laughs> And I have to say, hold on, grab my foot. And I'm like, ow. He goes, it's really unsexy when a woman has to tell you to walk it off. (laughs) And I started to laugh. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. It was way funnier the way he wrote it. (laughs) Who gets a Charlie horse on their foot during sex? Paula, you've never gotten a Charlie horse during sex? No. Really? Oh, my God. I not without getting incredibly graphic. I got a Charlie horse in my hamstring area once. It was so bad. I couldn't. It took me completely out of the moment. But I didn't want to stop because I didn't want to be the person because it would have completely ended. Right. The sex would have ended. And I was like, how do I do this? And then, you know, then it moved up into my hip. 
and my whole leg was like one giant cramp ah. and i'm like what am i gonna do and i'm like well i can't close my legs but can i like hike it up a certain angle i was trying to figure out what to do nothing was working and i'm like i feel paralyzed right now <laughs> i would have just been like get <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I was like, what do I do? Finally, it started to go away. I'm like, okay, now I can relax and try to, you know, have an orgasm. Jeez. But it's happened to me. It's at, not frequently, but it has happened. It's happened to Daryl, too. A Charlie And he'll voice? be like, oh, yeah. Where, though? In his leg, usually. Oh, it's okay. usually legs. It's, you know, because we're trying, we're getting weird or whatever but clenching or something i don't get it yeah i don't know you know maybe our core strength isn't strong enough and so we rely too much on our legs (laughs) instead of our back (laughs) i don't know quit horsing around right (laughs) so he's definitely had i've gotten him in the arch of my foot before absolutely i only get that when i'm swimming for some reason then when i put my foot up my toes are all funked up Have you ever seen that? Like your pinky toe is like stretched way across the top of your foot. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) And for some reason you can't swim anymore. So you're like trying to like, ah, ah, make it to the edge of the pool. You're going to be one of those people that dies. And they're like, we don't know. She's perfectly healthy. She drowned. Oh, look at her foot. She couldn't swim. She couldn't swim. (laughs) Exactly. So I was reading about that going, God, that's hilarious. Because it's like cramps during sex is the worst because suddenly not only are you taken out of the moment mm-hmm. you're you're then you become painfully aware of your body which is yes, even worse that's true because unless you look like kate upton or something yeah that's true it ain't pretty yeah you know? you're in fantasy land for most of the time until something real happens and then yeah something real happens and you know it's happened to me where you know the, my phone will ring or it'll be a text message from a child oh, or something which is the worst by the way i know Mom, you know it's like knock on I'm the not door your mother what are you doing we're changing our clothes yeah it's like <laughs> i'm not your mom right now i'm your dad's son. Get out! <laughs> you know it's like eat the cereal i i don't care yes yes you may have whatever you want yes you can have three ice creams i don't care just i'll i'll see you in a minute <laughs> daryl's big thing is like we're getting dressed that's what i say every time i'm like we're changing our clothes it's like wow they get dressed a lot <laughs> right it's true but when i was reading about that going god and then i thought I don't want anyone dying on me during sex. That would be terrible. There have been times where <laughs> things will get incredibly passionate, where I, at this point, you know, at our age, I'll be all, uh, are you all right? He's like, I'm fine. Why? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just making sure. Yeah, <laughs> just like, want to make don't, sure. Don't die on me. I can't have that. I can't have that on my my conscience. I've seen too many you know? movies where that happens. I asked Daryl uh, a couple days ago, because, you know, and I, I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of wives do this to their husbands. And what? I'm sure you have done this as well. But I turned to him and I said, um, I said, do you think I'm good enough in bed to snag a rich old man? Uh, I don't think <laughs> I've ever asked, but. And he looked at me. He goes, uh, uh, yes, <laughs> is, is the answer. I don't know. I mean, I saw an art. I see all these articles about these guys like these older rich guys and they're mm-hmm. dating like 19 year olds, you know, and like 20 year olds. I know. I think they like the youth more than the experience. I think so, too. Because I don't know about you, but when I was 20, I wouldn't consider myself a fantastic lover. Not yet. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. 
did you ever notice that the that the the, the more experience you got the the shorter the interlude was because you got real good at it yeah i've had that yeah <laughs> because i mean i when i first started having sex i feel like it was marathon sex and after a while i'm like can we just get be done with this because it's like the the fun ended like 20 minutes ago you know 30 minutes ago i'm over it and it's like because nobody knows what they're really doing so it's just yeah. you think that you think that two hours of banging is good when really i mean i don't know about you but you know 40 minutes of that and i'm like i'm getting kind of sore yeah. you know yeah I, I'm not saying that it's not good, uh -huh. but you know what I'm saying. After a while, you're like, oh, you know, I, I just don't think this is going to result in what we think is going to result. Well, I was kind of like a sponge in the sense that I just like absorbed every instruction. So that way, because mm -hmm. I, I was like learning. Yes. And then and then like once I kind of like got the hang of things, mm -hmm. then I went through this phase where I could pretty much get a guy to go like in under two minutes right and right I that's kind of how i, I was. even told him i'm like you'll be done in two minutes they're like yeah right you know and i know then, and then he's like well you're right two minutes <laughs> anyway uh, i just thought that i thought the cramping during sex topic was hilarious um okay so let's run into our let's run through our celeb discussions uh chris pratt is getting married to a schwarzenegger <sighs> after only a year of being divorced Anna Ferris is all on board. That I I know. I mean, I I'm sure she is. I mean, she was the one that initiated the separation and you know right. split and everything like that. So she was I, obviously done with the whole thing. I just I find it interesting that since that split, Chris has really Mr. Pratt mm -hmm. has really embraced his true self. Like he's really probably more himself than he ever was before. He's red blooded American, mm -hmm. super Christian. Which I'm not judging. I mean, he can do it. I mean, you know, that's great. No, if that's who he getting, is. It's getting a little weird for me. Well, he's he did a he did a, he's doing a fast, a, a biblical bi fast, a Bible fast, or something like that. Yeah, it's some kind of biblical fast. It's 21 days, and he's also recording it on Instagram, of course. So it's kind of like, is it a testament? Is he? What is he trying to? You know, what is it that? Why is he? You know, because if it's something spiritual and it's personal, you don't necessarily put it on Instagram. Okay, but here's my other question. Are we to believe that him and this Schwarzenegger girl have not engaged in premarital sex? <laughs> well, Paula, we all have our <laughs> limits of how Christian we want to be. I'm just saying, you know. I know. Why go yeah, all the Christian way with this fast and eat dirt and sticks and, you know. But, but you're not, still fucking. But not the, screw the, your the fiance. fiance. <laughs> I know. I know it's true. It's like we, we're going to pick and choose our Christianity. That's why I always find it stupid. It's just like either be it or don't, you know? Yeah. If you're going to live the life, live the life. You know, or, or don't or don't pick and choose, you know, and mm -hmm. make yourself seem like some sort of martyr. Right. You know, when you get drunk <laughs> on the weekends and, you know, wake up in bed with some chick. He couldn't. I mean, really, he's in the perfect family. I mean, she's a Kennedy and a Schwarzenegger. I mean, you but can't. But it's not even about that. It's about like you know don't you want to give yourself a little space to like no. think about life he wants you know, kids he wants more kids he was married for eight years i know I mean, she didn't want them just... anna didn't want them <sighs> anyway okay have you heard of this baby chonko did you google it yeah i did okay. i saw this uh uh, I want to say it was an awkward family photos it was like 15 pictures of all these babies with like big hair yeah and so I think he or she, she or whatever it is. She. 
must have been in there. Mm. But baby Chonko, is, she's I believe she's 18 months old now or a year old. She's a year old and she was born with a big head of hair. And I love babies who have that much hair when they're born. I think it's so cute. But the mom obviously didn't cut it. And so the way it's growing out, she has like this big Tina Turner hair. Right. It doesn't lay flat. And so because of this unusual mane, she created an Instagram account for her baby and took pictures of the baby, you know, whatever. Now, aside from the fact that I would never do that because of crazy people and perverts. That's weird. Yeah. Right. But they live in Japan and it, it's unusual. So she got quite a following. So Pantene saw this baby and said, oh, we we want her. And so she is the new figure the new she's in their ad campaign in japan with another woman Mm -hmm. who is uh, a a popular broadcaster there and they're doing an ad campaign about giving something about have your hair be the fresh start you need or something like it's something really weird i don't understand it but she is now a figure for pantene because of her hair they have they have tearless shampoo for 18 month olds (laughs) right (laughs) like you would ever use real shampoo on a baby's head i know well she's and she's only a year old but anyway i found it odd and the baby's beautiful she's beautiful no i i mean really gorgeous baby but i just was like this is so strange that this one-year-old has such a following she has almost a million followers and now she's famous that's creepy I have some funny, ugly, and awkward moments of the week, but I want to, um, you and I had talked briefly about talking about some of our parenting experience. And so I wanted to ask or have a discussion with you about the difference between having your first baby and the difference when you have your second baby, uh, as far as Mm -hmm. when they're brand new. And I just remember Mm -hmm. for me, when I had my first baby, I was, I thought I had to ask permission to pick him up out of the bassinet at the hospital. Yeah, I remember feeling kind of the same way. I'm like, you know, it's like when we get new equipment and we kind of poke it with a rug, poke it with sticks (laughs) at first. It's kind of the same thing. He was just laying there sleeping and all the chaos had ended and I was all, you know, sewn up and sitting in my bed with painkiller. You know, I got a little painkiller and Mm -hmm. had my little meal. He was just sleeping in there, just peaceful as can be. And I looked at him like, "Uh, what do I do? I have to do something now. Yeah, that's exactly what I remember thinking. <laughs> well, I was holding him and then I was just like, can I put like, what do I do? do where where do I put him now? Like my arms are getting tired. Like, I know. Can I, can I, do I just lay him next to me or like, you deal? know, will he fall? Like he's kind of, <laughs> you know, rolled up, like will he roll away or can I just like, do I put him in that thing? And and then they propped it up and I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, <laughs> like they prop up yes, those little bassinet things. They do. Things yeah, like, they elevate I'm like, can it. we just like lay it flat? I mean, is he comfortable? <laughs> I, I, I'm like, is he comfortable like this? They're like, oh, yes, he's fine. I'm like, are you sure? Yes, he's fine. And they're like, we can take him to the nursery if you want. I'm like, no, he can just stay here. He's all right. Yeah. So yeah. I remember sitting there and the nurse came and she goes, oh, can I get you anything? Because I'm switching, you know, because they shift at seven. Right. And I said, can I hold him? And she's like, uh, yeah, he's your baby. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, she's like, would you like to hold him? I'm like, I would. And she's like, okay, here you go. So I held him and then I immediately conked out and I fell asleep holding him. And the nurse, the new nurse came in. She's like, she woke me up. She's like, you really shouldn't sleep with your baby next to you holding him. And I go, why? She goes, well, you're five feet off the ground. And if, he, oh. if you drop him, he will be very hurt. 
And I went, oh my God, you're right. So she took the baby and, and he kept sleeping. He was not even, he was, God, Tyler was such an easy baby. Oh my God. You're so lucky. Well, yeah. when we got home with Ryan, we put him in one of those little like uh, bouncy seats, mm-hmm. which he looked like a fly inside of it. <laughs> They're so tiny. And we turned off all the lights in the house because he was sleeping. <laughs> Like he's and an old so man. We just, so we just had the TV on, but we had it on like mute or something. So you're like, don't like wake the that. baby. Yeah. And so we were just staring at him. And so we're like, what do we do now? You know what I like? Yeah. Do you just wait for something to happen? You just wait. You're what? constantly waiting for some noise <laughs> or something. I remember when I came home with Tyler the first night, I was terrified that he was going to get, that he would have SIDS. I was, I was <laughs> sure of it. So I slept with the light on. And I watched him for hours. And one time I started to, I'm sure I was hallucinating, but I swear I thought he was turning purple. So oh I, so I grabbed him and I, sh- I didn't shake him, but I like, you know, like pushed on him and rolled him to wake him up. And he mm-hmm. was furious with me, angry. Yeah. He's like, what? And I was like, okay, thank God. And I picked him up like, oh, you're alive. It's okay. What do you want? What do you need? You know? Well, and then I remember when we got home too, I'm like, can I take him out of all these blankets? Like, I'm like, seems... does he have to, I'm like, does he have to be wrapped up in all this stuff? I know. You know I'm like, I just want to see his body. <laughs> so It's so foreign and there's no amount of books or advice that will even help you to feel any other way than, hello, this is so strange. Hi, little creature. You know, it's <laughs> right. just so, especially, I mean, when it's your first one, you just can't even believe your mind is just blown. Then I had Mackenzie and it was a completely different experience. I had her and she was, I was holding her. First of all, she was a different baby, obviously different personality. So she screamed Mm -hmm. her head off for the first hour after she was born. Oh, fabulous. And I held her and and she's screaming at me and I, and she didn't want to baba or anything. And I'm looking at her going, you and I have a long road ahead. You really need to chill. (laughs) You just, you must chill. But um, she, we called her the Hornet. Man, that baby, she screamed her little head off every time something was not right for her. She just was not, she just didn't want things. uh, She's like, I want it the way I want it. And (laughs) if you don't, then I'm going to scream my head off, which she did. She hated being wet. She hated being poopy. She hated being hungry. It was Mm -hmm. a constant, constant demands. But uh, she, and what's funny is that she actually ended up being a great, baby once she got past newborn but newborn she was rough man i don't know how was olivia when she was a olivia newborn was just quiet she oh just, you know she slept a lot and you know or she would just when she was awake she would just stare at things and <laughs> absorbing you know. yeah she just are you all right i'm like can i get can i get you anything or you know it's just like <laughs> i just remember when i had her when i had Mackenzie the second one first of all the labor was much more difficult because she was so much bigger god she was huge i just remember afterwards i'm like all right i got this you know and i held her the whole time and i swung that bassinet over and i burrito wrapped her and put her in there and i was just like i need to sleep man can i get a pill you know it was so much more casual because I had been there before. So it's so nice to be confident in when it comes to things like that. Because the only thing that makes you confident is experience. Right. No, I completely agree. And of course, ignoring any horrible issues that might arise. But in general, it's so nice to just know what you're doing. Now, you know, God, it was such a relief to know that I could pick her up. I could hold her. I could ask for things. It was a much more enjoyable birthing experience. yes yeah 
I yes. agree. Yes. I, I wish that I could say everybody should have two so they could understand that they're actually doing it okay. They're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's really the way you figure it out is you're like, oh, yeah, I know. I got this. When you only have one, all you have is your harrowing experience. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so maybe next week we'll talk about uh, potty training. <laughs> oh, my God. You've got some stories. I never successfully potty trained either of them. Well, we'll talk about it and figure it out. Okay, so let's do our Hugly and Awkward Moments of the Week restaurant edition. Oh. And the reason that I'm bringing it up is because I was awkward at the restaurant on Sunday. Daryl and I took Malia out for Mexican food. So we found a new restaurant. Daryl and I love it. It's much more authentic, by the way. Actually spicy food. And so oh. we took her to it on Sunday and she approved. And so we're like, all right, awesome. And it's closer, actually. And it's new. So we we go there now and... When we were, Daryl and I went there once before and I heard them say, oh yeah, Jose is the head bartender. He makes the best margaritas. He didn't say it to us. We just heard it between two employees or something. So we got our margaritas that night and when we were leaving, there was a gentleman of Hispanic origin and they're, they're all Hispanic there. There's no white people that work here. So mm-hmm. I, I had one margarita, Paul. It wasn't even like I was hammered. Jamie, you didn't try your Spanish again, did No! You? Okay. <laughs> no. I actually refrain from doing that now. I, I don't Good. do that anymore. But I turned, and there, our waiter and he, this bartender were standing there because it was clo- close to close. And I turn around, and I go, hey, are you Jose? And Daryl and Malia are like, what's happening? <laughs> and I said, he goes, no, I'm David. <laughs> I said, oh, he goes, no, Jose's not here. Why? And I said, oh, well, I and now I have to explain why I wanted to say why I said it. And I said, oh, the last time we were here, we had heard someone say Jose makes the best margaritas. And I just wanted to offer my compliments. The margaritas were delicious. And he goes, oh, he goes, well, thank you. I go, you're welcome, David. <laughs> I'm like, well, forget Jose. And I'm like, all right, I got to get out of here. It's <laughs> just like, good Lord. Oh, my God. And Daryl's like, why did you do that? And I said, well, I thought it was Jose. He goes, why? Because they all look the same. And I'm like, no. That's like the time I kept calling my gardener Jose. <laughs> I did it for years. What was his name? Marcelo. Oh, geez. Why did you call him Jose? I thought his name was Jose. Did someone, did he like yell Jose to his, like his, his, his helper or something? Well, that's or? what Victor asked me. He's like, why did you think his name was Jose? And I'm like, I don't know. God. And he's just like, is it just because it just sounds like a gardener's name or something? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't know. That's not I'm not it. sure where it came up. God, I feel like such so. an idiot. What a maroon. Anyway, I so I just thought in respect of that, um, I still need some more ugly and awkward moments from our listeners. So please submit those. It takes some time for them to trickle in. I understand because people don't listen like the second we drop the show. So I expect it'll take some time, but I can't wait to see and hear about your ugly and awkward moments. Anyway, here's the first one. This one, definitely. I, it, I thought of you, Paula. Oh, okay. This will be the only time I mention this. My new boyfriend brought me to a Michelin-starred restaurant for Valentine's Day. I'd been dying to go there, so he'd been keeping the date a secret. I didn't know where we'd be going, just that we had plans, so I was really nervous and excited. The fact that I was nervous and excited had consequences. I got gassy. 
Now, oh, I'm a lady. I can usually keep farts in, but we were sitting there for seven courses and seven appetizers before that, and I was just keeping my butt shut. And then a few small ones snuck out, and then that just sort of continued through the night. God, you know, I, not, I, not that I would ever admit to that happening, but that's definitely happened, where you have to try to deal with gas all night long. Yes. Okay. Long story short, I was on a romantic Valentine's Day date with my new boyfriend at a Michelin restaurant, and I'm just farting constantly. To make matters worse, I went to the bathroom at the end of the night, and they had some stalls that seemed like they were designed by experimental artists, and I couldn't figure out the lock. So I was just in there for like 10 minutes trying to lock the fucking door. And let me tell you, there's nothing that makes you feel less sexy and romantic than thinking your new boyfriend thinks you just took a massive dump at a Michelin star restaurant. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I thought, that is that's something terrible. that would happen to us. That sounds like an amazing restaurant, though. I know. I'm like, where is this? <laughs> she probably couldn't even enjoy it because she was so worried about having gas. When you get preoccupied like that, it's it's a waste. Because you know but she's sitting there. shoving that much food in your mouth and <sighs> stomach when you have gas? Oh, my God. You know, and you know she probably looked five months pregnant when she got home <laughs> in her fancy dress. <laughs> And she's like, and now, of course, I, you know, he knows sex has to happen. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you can't unload that much gas out of your, of your bowels when you've had that much food. It's at that time that I pray I don't have an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? It's so true. It's like have, when you have when you have intestinal distress and then you're dumb enough to have sex and you are even dumber enough to have an orgasm it's like dying all things release there's just nothing you can do about it either nothing i hate it i hate oh it so much God. It kind of reminds me of that movie, Along Came Polly, when they're uh, <laughs> eating that. What, is, what was it? It was Indian food. Is that what it was? But yeah. they were eating like with their fingers. Yes. And she's like, she's like, are you sure you're all right? And he's like, yeah, fine. And he's totally sweating. And he's like clenching his ass. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. That's exactly I love it. that movie. Oh, my God. Okay. So this one reminded me of me. This is something that would happen to me. I had a pair of socks that I loved to wear when I went home from work. These socks, or after work, these socks were old and ripped, but they were so comfortable to wear that I just didn't care. And besides, I only wore them at home. Okay. One time at work on our lunch break, two female coworkers and I decided to go walk to a restaurant near our work. We sat on a table that was on the open area right next to the sidewalk. We're eating when one of my friends notices something on the ground next to me and says, what's that? And I looked down and it was my old ripped sock. <laughs> I laughed so hard, Paula, when I read this. Somehow, I never noticed that when putting my pants on that day, there was one sock stuck inside the leg and it fell out when I sat down. <laughs> they were both laughing and said it was surely mine and I denied it, telling them that probably a hobo might have dropped it and they believed me. <laughs> Believe me, because who would own an ugly ripped sock? <laughs> so he lost his sock. We finished. This is the part that made me laugh. We finished and walked back to our workplace. I turned my head a few times, staring at my favorite sock, feeling helpless, not being able to take it with me. <laughs> did, he, did he go back and get it? No. Aww. He abandoned his ripped sock. To save his awkward moment. Oh, my God. Guys are so weird. I'm crying. 
Well, it's bad. I mean, God would fit in underwear or something, but a woman would never do that. No, she would never have these weird, comfy socks. That <laughs> well, I mean, look, I have my underwear. I have. I finally threw a pair of underwear today. Or the other day. I just threw a pair of underwear the other day, too. But they had a big, like, hole in the front. So it was, like, all muff coming out. <laughs> it was, like, one so of those weird. One of those, hair, one of those headbands where you have your ponytail sticking out. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I guess. this is, I could put a scrunchie on this, but I don't think this is going to be attractive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, e- I don't even know where the rip came from. You know what? Actually, I think I do know what happened. I I thought I started my period, so oh. I put a pad on. Yeah, but it was the one with the wings. Yeah, so for some reason the freaking wings would not like come on stick. Yeah, so I started like ripping at it quite violently, and, <laughs> and you ripped. A I hole. think I must have tore a hole in the underwear. Yeah, I had a pair. Of, when I'm on my period, I wear like little boy shorts. Yeah, and so I had a pair of little boy shorts. They were this pastel yellow. And they were so cute and I just love them. And they finally, there's just a hole and it just got too big. And I said, I have to, I can't believe I have to throw these away. I'm like, how sad. I'm like, I love you little underwear. <laughs> and I had to throw them away. It was a bummer because I, I don't like buying new underwear. It's there. I hate it. It's all, it's just harsh onto the skin. Mm-hmm. Broken into underwear are so comfy. I can see why men never throw them away. Or they just buy the same brand yeah. every time. Anyway, so those are the ugly and awkward moments, which I thought they were both hilarious. They are funny. And yeah, uh, one reminded me of me and one reminded me of you. <laughs> the sock. That there was you funny. Go. The sad sock. And, well, actually, I was a little sad for him, too. I'm like, oh, he had to leave it behind. I, if I were him, I would have gone back and gotten the sock. <laughs> of course you would have. You'd be like, I'll be right back. You guys have forgot my credit card. Or, well, wait. Yeah, I, no, no. Please. I, just go. I forgot something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just anything. You know, he turns around. Na, 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 na. And watched the sock was gone. Yeah. Like it was true. just blowing in the street. He's <laughs> like, there it goes. My little sock. I know. Anyway, there we go. That's it. So I think that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, hopefully you had a good weekend. And so far, your week is going well. Uh, it's a little rainy in these parts, but that's okay. I like the rain. Jamie does not, mm-hmm. but uh, that's that's fine. So uh, be sure to keep shopping Amazon. Go to UglyTruth.com. Click on our Amazon button, and it'll take you directly to Amazon. Also, go to LipAndClip.com and order some makeup. I know I need to do that because I'm running out of uh, my cream to powder base foundation stuff. Yes. So... I like that stuff. And it actually lasts a long time if you don't usually wear a ton of makeup. I actually have a cart full of stuff to buy because they have all of their Valentine's Day themed stuff. Oh. I don't like Valentine's Day, but I do love hearts. And so um, they have a cute little palette, a heart-shaped palette. I've got that. I mean, they have some weird shit on there. Like, I've got these. I'm buying these spatulas that are red and pink with hearts on them. Oh, that's cute. And I'm buying a little plate, a little plastic plate that says, I don't know, I love you or something. I don't know. But it's but it's cute. And and I, I kind of collect heart-shaped stuff. So um, not, like, crazy. But when I see cute little things like that, I'm like, oh, and I'll use it, too. So I'll buy it. But, uh, yeah. Oh, the palette is yes. adorable. I can't wait to get it. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Since I'm ordering. Yes. So you should order too if you like hearts and um, not necessarily Valentine's Day, just hearts. Yeah. So uh, other than that, I think you should have a fabulous rest of your week and we will see you on Sunday.
Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth. 